The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, Bible teacher and author Joyce Meyer shares from her new book, Unshakable Trust. And so I've got six things here to do when God is silent. You gonna cover all six of these? I'll be quick. <laughs> Find the joy of trusting God at all times in all things. If you're gonna have a relationship with God, there's always going to be things that you are not going to understand. Next. Yeah, and you know, we're going we're gonna to learn some stuff about <laughs> trust. I got to tell you another thing I think is kind of funny. If any of you remember, by the way, I'm not wearing glasses. You notice that? I'm not wearing glasses. <laughs> Isn't that cool? I got 20-20 vision. I'm 74 years old, got 20-20 vision. <laughs> yeah, they took, I, they took uh, cataracts off, put new lenses in, and they work. <laughs> and we've been giving Bibles away for years. And I not only had to get reading glasses, I had to get magnifying glasses. <laughs> and now that I got 20-20 vision, the minister's going to give away a large print Bible. <laughs> I mean, we are really sharp. Isn't this, is this beautiful, nice, though? I'm nice. telling you, that's one of the most beautiful covers. And just, just let me say this to you. You get in the Word, and you get the Word in you, and you're going to understand a whole lot of what Joyce Meyer is sharing about unshakable trust. Because I'm telling you, you're going to have plenty of things happen to shake everything about you. And if you have trust, and you talk about someone who's been shaken and tested and hurt and challenged and yet got this trust so she can share it and she can teach it, but let me tell you something. This word I just held up, she got it outside this leather binder, and she got it in here. And when you do that, you can also have unshakable trust. Would you welcome the author of this book and a truly anointed, gifted teacher of the word and speaker, preacher, would you welcome Joyce Meyer? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You do know, Joyce, that I went through teacher, speaker, and then as a Baptist, it said <laughs> preacher. Yeah. Now, do you realize how much correction I'm going to get? Yeah, that, that actually is a great compliment, James. Thank you. Yeah. It's a compliment to you and a compliment to me being willing to say it. Yeah. Because we are so unkind. Isn't it a shame the way church people tend to treat each other if they just disagree on a point? <laughs> and I'm telling you, if we'd trust God, yeah. we would learn how beautiful the family is and we might get along better. And, and if we would watch the fruit in somebody's life. You know, it's amazing how many people judge and criticize that are doing nothing. And they <laughs> find right. one thing that they don't like about you without looking at all the good fruit mm -hmm. and all the good things that God's doing. But... Hey, we walk in love, so we forgive all the time and just go on about our business and do what God tells us to do. So, Well, that's what trust is. You know, trust doesn't seem to come automatic. I mean, you, no. they, you know, a lot of people think, well, I get Joyce's book, and I'll have automatic trust. Yeah, you no, see, I don't think so. Right? This is microwave trust right here. Yeah. Is that what you want them to believe? No, not really. It's, it's something that if you decide to trust, you can be guaranteed you're going to be tested. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, 
something that I realized lately, I was looking at the scripture where Paul said, when I try to do good, evil always comes. Mm -hmm. And I actually just put together a message that I'm getting ready to preach called, why is it so hard to finish what we start? It's like, because anytime you try to make a little bit of progress in anything, you're going to have some kind of opposition because the enemy hates progress. So you can't just start things. You got to go through the middle to get to the end. And so there will be tests along the way and we will need to be determined and we will need to stick with things. But in the end, to be honest, it's all really good for us. I love in the Bible, it says that we learn by the word of God and life's experiences. So I like to say to people sometimes, well, don't just tell me what you think you know. Tell me how much experience do you have? You know, today people think if they've got a lot of degrees behind their name, <laughs> that that should guarantee that they get any job they want. But most places you go to apply for a job, they may want to know about your education, but they really want to know, do you have any experience? And so I've had a lot of experience in life and I can sit here and tell you without any apology that the word works, God is good. He does ultimately work all things out for good. And really I look back at so many things that were hard for me to go through and even times of sickness or when I had breast cancer or just different things. And you know what? All those things have been taken care of. Now I've been dealing with some other things and they'll get taken care of. And so thank God that we have him in our lives. Yeah, it is us. about the walk. It is about it the is. journey. It's That's about. what our life is you know, about. That's what our story's about. If we never had any problems, we wouldn't need any trust. Mm, yeah. And if we knew all the answers, why God, why? <laughs> when God, when? Yeah. I mean, I even spent years trying, digging around trying to find out, well, God, why, why the abuse? Why was I abused? Why me? Why didn't you deliver me? And, you know, to be honest, you can ask God all the questions you want to, but when you start it, you need to realize you are not probably going to get all the answers that you would like. And if we knew everything, we wouldn't need trust. If you're going to have a relationship with God, there's always going to be things that you are not going to understand. That's right. And that's when you say, I don't know. But thank God I know the one who does yes, know. Yes. And I trust that he's going right. to take care of it. And so trust is not something we have to do. It's, uh, it's not going to keep you out of heaven if you don't trust God with your current problem. Uh, it's not a duty that we owe God or an obligation we owe God. God's not going to get mad at us if we don't <laughs> trust him. Trust is a privilege. Yes. It's an invitation where he says, you can put your trust in me. And that means that I can then go ahead and enjoy my life while I have a problem. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> you can enjoy, and if you, know, if you don't learn how to enjoy your life while you have a problem, you're not going to enjoy too much of it. <laughs> because to be honest, yeah, that's right. I mean, if, if we even wrote down everything that happens to us in one year, we would be astonished at the end of the year that we've still even got sanity. Yeah. <laughs> and, but when we, when we don't think about it all the time and we're not stressed out about it all the time, God works things out in our life. And there's two chapters in this book called Trust God and Do Good. Psalm 37.3. I love it. 
It's one of the greatest messages God's ever given me. It's talking about the evil going on in the world and evil people and not, not, to, be, not to fret yourself about evil. And verse 3 says, trust in the Lord and do good. And I think for years all I saw was trust God. But see, the key is, is you trust God and then you do something to help somebody else or you keep doing what you know you should do, keeping your commitments, being faithful to continue to study the word, trust in the Lord and do good, and then the seeds that you're sowing will bring a harvest in your life at the right time. And I want to say again, when you trust God, there's amazing side effects. <laughs> I mean, it's just phenomenal side effects. Things like peace, joy, less stress. I'm going to say it again. Don't, don't miss this. If you trust God, you can go ahead and enjoy your life while God is working on your problem. You're not getting it. If you trust God, <laughs> you can go ahead and enjoy. I think sometimes if we have a problem, we think we're obligated to be miserable. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like it, it wouldn't even be right to laugh or have fun or... Too or, many people in church look like that's where they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I that's mean, why I, they run to your conferences. They're trying yeah, to find I mean, joy. That's why they watch Life Today. Yeah, why would... If somebody looks at a sour Christian that's just always under attack, how are you? Well, I'm under attack. Well, I'm, I'm going through. You know, God told me one time, if you stay on the attack, you won't be under the attack all the time. We, we need to be the ones that are making the enemy run from us, that's not right. be frightened every time something happens. We need to believe what the Word says. I can do all things through Christ, who is my strength. And Paul was actually talking about problems and difficulties that he was going through, and he was basically saying, I can do this. If it's here in my life and I need to do it, I can do it. And the Amplified Translation of Philippians 4.13 says, I'm ready for anything. I'm equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. So we don't have to have a long, sour face. The world's not going to want what we've got if we don't even look happy with it. And, uh, and so, while, you know, we're, while we're trusting God, one of the toughest things is waiting on God yeah. and continuing to trust Him while we're waiting. Isn't that true? Yeah, if we asked God to do something and He did it within a 24-hour period, that wouldn't be challenging at all. But we wait. And so I've got six things here to do when God is silent. First thing is... In the book. In the book. But yeah. you got you hold on more than six things all through oh, here. Yeah. Yeah, six this, things on about every but page. But this is one chapter. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought this was good. God put this on my heart. God's silence could be a compliment to you. Trusting you with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trust him He's with that. He's trusting you to do the right thing and to act on what you already know. And we always take it like, well, if I'm not hearing from God, what's wrong with me? Why am I not hearing from God? God, why are you not speaking to me? And, you know, when my grown children come to my house, I don't meet them at the front door with a list of things that they need to do or not do when they come in the house. <laughs> I mean, I think that they're smart enough not to leave their key in the front door lock. <laughs> I think they're smart enough not to get in my refrigerator and eat the last piece of turkey that's in there or, you know, whatever, whatever the case might be, and uh, my son the other day was there with his, his boys, and they're little, and they were going to go downstairs and watch a movie and eat some crackers, and he took the little 
hand vacuum with him. And I said, why are you taking that? He said, because I already know they're going to make a mess and I'm not going to leave it for you. Well, I didn't have to meet him at the door and say, if your kids spill crackers, you better clean it up or I'm going to be mad. He knows my heart. He knows my spirit. So he chooses to do the right thing. Maybe God doesn't have to tell you everything that you ought to do. Maybe you need to trust your heart a little bit more and start following. God recently had to say to me again, that morning I was laying in bed, God, what do you want me to do? He said, do all that's in your heart. I'm with you in all that you do. That was one of the best days I'd had in a long time. We spend so much time, I think, being afraid that... Disappoint God. That we we got to have a word from God about everything <laughs> that we do. No, you have God's spirit. You follow his spirit. So it could be a compliment to you sure. if God hasn't said anything in a while. You going to cover all six of these? I'll be quick. <laughs> Hey, this ain't Oprah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, you may need some of these. I know, let's go get to them. I know I've only got a certain amount of time. Bear down on me when you need to. But the good thing is, is you can edit out anything you don't like. Oh. So. I'll be lucky to be on the show. When you're going through a problem, don't compare what's happening to you with anybody else. You have the flu, you're getting sicker every day. Your friend said, oh, I thought I was getting that last week and I prayed and God healed me. <laughs> Let me tell you something, there's a time not to give your testimony and that's it. That's exactly, way to go, give me a high five. <laughs> Keep talking to God even if you think he's not listening. Because there's a certain benefit in just pouring out talking things out. And so keep talking to God because he is listening. That was already number four. I must have missed two. Oh, no. Yeah. First thing I missed. When God is silent, just keep doing what he told you to do the last time you heard from him. That's good. Number two, could be a compliment to you. Number three, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Number four, keep talking to God. Number five, keep listening even if you have a long dry spell of not hearing anything. That's so right. And then number six, it's a good time while you're waiting to just examine yourself and just simply say, don't go on a digging expedition. You're not looking for some demon behind every little thing that happens. But just say to God, if there is something that I'm doing or not doing that's hindering me from hearing from you or blocking me from hearing from you, and I think we covered this in the other show. I mean, it could be something as simple as you need to forgive somebody. That's right. You know, I wasn't sleeping good one night, and I wish I would have gotten smarter sooner, but it was 5 a.m. before I finally <laughs> said to God, what is wrong? You know, because I was tossing and turning, tossing and turning, and immediately God showed me something that I had done the day before that was really rude and unloving, and I wasn't sensitive enough or wasn't willing to apologize and make it right. And I knew that I needed to make that right. And as soon as I said, yes, God, I'll do that. As soon as the sun comes up, I went to sleep. You didn't wake him up right then, though. No, I didn't, I didn't wake him up right then. But, um, so that's called wisdom and trust. Yeah. So I, I think when you're going through something and you're not getting the breakthrough right away, you're having to wait. There's things you don't understand. Don't just sit around and just be miserable. Mm -hmm. You know, go ahead and let it be some productive time 
in your life and use it to drive you deeper and deeper into God. Now, James, you can talk a while. <laughs> and you know what? I really want to. Uh, matter of fact, I was going to ask you if I could. Can I? No, it's okay. Go ahead. I don't know what you're going to uh, do. Listen, listen, listen up now right here. I believe that Joyce has a gift from God. I believe that's called divine enabling. It's, that's the anointing, and that's really what anointing is. It's not falling over. You can do that sometimes in the presence of God. You can also hyperventilate and fall over. <laughs> but here's the thing. Listen to me. Divine enabling is gifting and anointing. And she's anointed to speak and teach. Do you believe that, that you're anointed to speak? Oh, yeah. I, I right. couldn't do it if I wasn't. All right. Let me ask you this. Do you believe you're anointed to write? Yes. See, I believe you are. She cares about you. What she's doing, she's not looking for a place to go or a place to teach or speak. She wants to impart wisdom and truth and life and the love of God. That's why she writes. So you can actually take this home. Go online, get it. Go to the bookstore, get it. Why don't you think about a friend that seems to be downtrodden? How about right now we start doing good, what you right. talked about a moment ago. Do good. Don't just discuss good or defend good. Do good. Maybe get one for somebody else. And, and give it to them like, not, you sure need this. No. <laughs> no, look, I'm learning. I want to learn to trust God. And Joyce has already said things that helped me. I thought it might help you. And you just give it to them in love. I really pray you'll do that. So I hope you get the book. I hope you tell people about it. And Joyce, one of the things our viewers have told us that means as much as all the wonderful guests and speakers. And you know, we bring in the best God's got and share them as guests, just like you being here and people that no one's ever heard of, but God's all over. Mm -hmm. And you know what our viewers tell us? The greatest thing we get to do is when you ask us to bless somebody yeah. and we get to bless them. That's the greatest joy we have. Have you not found that with oh, people yeah. who support you? Yeah, I tell you, nothing makes you happier. You cannot be selfish and happy at the same time. Absolutely. And the only way that you can fight selfishness is with aggressive goodness. That's be good. mindful to be a blessing. That's beautiful. Galatians 6.10. Have your mind full of ways that you can be a blessing, not full of ways you can get something you want. Would you just say thank you, Lord, and thank you, Joyce. And Joyce, we're going to give our viewers an opportunity just out of the goodness and grace of God in your heart to be an answer to the prayers and requests of missionaries all over the world who've told us they need vehicles right now desperately to transport goods, even to transport water, not just drilling equipment for the drilling rigs to drill water wells, but also when a crisis comes, they sometimes need a truck just to take water like a tornado or a hurricane here. We got to get water. Joyce, we joined with you. The pastors down in New Orleans said, your minister and our minister are the first ones down there to help. Yeah. Now, you think that's not a nice thing to hear from 500 pastors that said you showed up before FEMA did? Yeah. That's the way God wants us to be. So let me show you what you can do right now. Now, listen to me. We need a miracle. Our missionaries tell us they need 71 vehicles, trucks, transport, vans. In some places, believe it or not, and it's effective, they need motorbikes to get where they need to go. Watch closely. You know, James and Betty have built a tremendous team of caring hearts across the globe that are touching and saving a lot of lives. But now, the greatest frustration that I hear being expressed by mission partners and in my own ministry is the ability to be able to transport those resources to others who are in need. We need vehicles so that we can move food. We need vehicles so that we can deliver shoes and put them on little kids' feet. 
We need vehicles so that we can drill the water wells in the remote areas. Operation Transport Life helps me as a missionary and other missionaries worldwide go the distance. Well, this is no sports vehicle. This is a tool of the gospel. Our teams are using motorcycles like this to go out into the villages and share Diasaga. You may not believe it, but they can actually put boxes and take speakers and the projector. They're efficient, effective tools for the gospel, taking the story of Jesus and his love. It's a beautiful thing. My team and I work very hard to bring water for life in Jesus' name in Liberia. However, we are faced with many challenges getting to remote communities uh, where we work. Whenever this truck breaks down, we are not able to bring clean water for them to drink. When we don't have the adequate transportation to get the resources that we have into people who need them, the outcome is people die. James and Betty have built this tremendous team of caring people worldwide, and I'm asking you to help them with their transportation needs. We need transportation to be able to extend life-saving love to children all over the world. Please give Operation Transport Life. Well, you know, I can't even begin to tell you how important that is. I was looking at all those different modes of transportation. You may think the motorcycle, in many instances, they weren't near that nice that they have, and they don't always have to have a real nice bike, just a motorbike. But I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that somewhere between 10 and 15 million people have accepted Christ, where the only means of getting the message of Jesus to the people in the film, Ocean of Mercy, The Life of Christ, was by taking it on a motorbike or a motorcycle. I said 10 to 15 million people who found Christ. And that was the mode. And then when you think of all of the millions of people who've been saved as we drill, drill 5,000 water wells, we're not asking for drilling rigs. We'd be having to ask for a whole lot more money. You gave those last year. You've given them other times. But a lot of times we have to get drilling equipment to the drilling rigs. They need various trucks for that. And then we need to carry the children that we have rescued who are about to be sexually trafficked or we've actually gotten them out of the trafficking situations. You've actually built secure compounds that even the predators can't get back in to take back what they call their property. So you, you've gone the second mile in every way. And so for the missionaries to say, look, we just need some transportation, would, would you just take it at face value? Betty and I are not going to exaggerate. And the missionaries aren't going to exaggerate. We're not, if we tell you we've got an emergency need that we didn't even expect, I'm telling you the truth. And we've got a matter of days, just a very short period of time, that we need to raise this extra million dollars. So I'm asking you right now, go get your bank card or get your checkbook. Be prepared to write a check to life or call and use that bank card like a check. But let's give all these 71 various modes of transportation to meet the request and the needs of the missionary for the sake of the gospel. This is not a small thing. We need a miracle. Father, let each person watching be a part of this miracle answered prayer for these missionaries. We not only want to say love, we love the people that they're going after to reach, but Lord, we won't let the missionaries know we love them. They planted their lives many times in the midst of hell and always in the midst of suffering and need. So God, let us encourage them by the way our, our viewers give today all over the world in Jesus' name. I mean, give as though it depends upon you, whether it's an $80 gift or $120 gift or $1,000, whatever it is. We've got 
special gifts that our staff always, they say, we want to give a thank you to bless people spiritually. Sweetest name. These are the hymns, the greatest of all, and the story, the history in the book that told how they came to be written and the source or condition in which they were written in the times. And then also, and this is fantastic. This is a large print Bible. I don't know why we just came up with it after I had eye surgery <laughs> and have 20-20 vision again. Because I'm telling you, some of these Bibles, you not only had readers, you had to get a magnifying glass. This is phenomenal. And uh, we want to send it to say thank you. Those of you who will give $120, boy, that's a, that's a special gift. And then we have the beautiful eagle. I think it's one of the absolute most beautiful bronzes that I have ever seen in my life. We call it a determined eagle determined to soar on the turbulence of the times and the challenges of the day. And you give a gift of over $1,000, we want to send this to you to say thank you for your support. Thank you so very much. Right now, go to the website, take your bank card, go to the phone. If you write a check, though, tell us what you're sending or use the bank card like a check, all right? Thank you so much for doing it. Thanks for making that gift Thanks for giving life. It's a missionary's nightmare, having life-saving relief supplies in your hand and no way to get it to those who are suffering. Some of the vehicles so vital to our outreaches are completely worn out and must be replaced. And in some critical areas, no transportation is available at all. Life's mission partners have immediate and urgent needs to transport life-saving supplies to children and families in remote locations. An additional $1.1 million is needed to purchase 71 vehicles, large and small. Your gift of $40, $80, $120, or $1,000 will help purchase these vehicles and provide life-saving food, clean water, medicine, and the good news of Jesus to people in need. With your gift of any amount, be sure to request the sweetest name, Classic Hymns CD with a booklet containing the history behind the hymns for all 12 songs. With your gift of $120 or more, please request the NIV Supergiant Print Reference Bible, ideal for anyone looking for a Bible that's gentle on the eyes. Finally, please prayerfully consider a gift of $1,000 or more to help transport life, and you may request our beautiful Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Well, from the very depth of our heart, in behalf of the missionaries that are not able to come in here right now and all the people they help, thank you for giving them, not just trucks, but delivering the love of God, the message of the gospel. Thank you for doing it. If you'd like to have Joyce's book, now I've asked you to consider going out and getting a copy even for a friend, but you help us give the missionaries these trucks. Wouldn't it please you, Joyce, if we were able to say thanks, yeah. if they would say send us the book, Sure. that we just add that to the thank yous. Yeah. So we will. If you say, would you send me that? I'm going to help those missionaries. We'll be more than happy to do it. Thank you so much for watching and for sharing. Would you join us? Thank you, Joyce Meyer. Thank you. Thank you,
Tomorrow, finding strength when you are in the middle of a mess. I want to put real tools in your hands that will make a difference every single day. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.